Welcome all to Kingdom Life Church VA Podcast. At KO, we endeavor to advance God's kingdom one life at a time. So, I pray that wherever you're listening from, that this will help you be encouraged. Here is this week's message. Everything that we do when we come into the kingdom of God, we do it by faith. You and I, when we accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior, it was through faith that each of us are saved. Why? Because we can't see him. We can't see the Lord. We can't see Jesus. We can't see Father God. Amen. So everything we do in the kingdom is going to be relative to our faith. So faith, and I shared this with you earlier on, faith is the currency of the kingdom. Faith is what we need to operate in kingdom promises and get the kingdom of God to operate. We need to utilize our faith. We are limited, amen, in the kingdom as it relates to finances because faith operates in the kingdom. More than, more than money. Are you here? It's kind of, kind of quiet right there. You say, well, Pastor, we, we, need, we need our money. Yeah, I know you need. I know you want your money. Amen. That's fine. But what I'm trying to tell you is when you don't have money in your pocket and when you, and when you look in the bank account as lint balls, amen, what do you do? <laughs> you understand? When you see zeros in the bank account, uh, what are you going to do? How are you going to respond to that? You must understand that your faith that the faith that you have in the, in, in the kingdom of God in heaven is where you extract promises and finances and blessings from heaven. You know, when, when we give, when we give, the Bible says when you give, it shall be given back to you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give unto your bosom. Every time you give, that's why, listen, every, you, you shouldn't have a financial issue. If you keep a continual seed in the ground, you will always have a continual harvest. Because heaven supplies every need according to his riches. Listen, not according to what you have. Amen. And heaven is rich. Heaven is rich. I know we don't like to see heaven is rich. And we don't, we, listen, I'm not going into a broke heaven. I'm not going into a heaven that the light's not on. I'm not going into a heaven, amen, where, the, listen, where no water is flowing, amen. I'm not going into a heaven that's broken down. The heaven that we're going into, the heaven that we, you and I are going into is a heaven, amen, where it's daytime all the time. We're going into a heaven where, where, the, where the gates and pearly gates and all these, all these precious stones and streets are made of gold and all that, not paved, with gold. There, there are no paving trucks in heaven. Amen. They're laying gold. No, it's made of gold. And the Bible talks about how you can see through the gold. It's so transparent. You can see through the gold. It's pure gold. It's real gold. It ain't the stuff we wearing. <laughs> no, we talk about real gold. But that's heaven. And so that's what we have to look forward to. So we have a storehouse. And we bring our tithes. We bring our offering. Amen. God is obligated to do some things, but it's through faith. You can't obligate God until you have first done what he's asked you to do. Are you hearing me? You and I, we cannot obligate God to anything until we have fulfilled the thing that he's asked us to do. Do you hear me? Listen, some of his promises are conditioned. And some of them are, un, uh, are unconditioned or not conditioned. You know, there's some things God would just do for you because he loves you and because he brought you into the earth. You don't even have to be his child. But once you become a child of God, once you begin to, to read the Bible and understand his promises, then you can tap into faith and begin to utilize faith, amen, just like money. If it was money, utilize your faith to cause heaven to come to earth. Okay, praise God. It's according to your belief. 
It's according to your belief. And if you don't believe it, then guess what? You can't receive it. It's according to your belief. You can't be saved apart from your belief. The devil will tell you, you're not saved. And if you believe him, then you're not saved. You have to believe the word over what the adversary is saying in your head. You're not rich. Jesus said he became poor so you could be rich. Maybe not in liquid. You know what I'm saying? Rich in health. Rich in joy. Rich in peace. Amen? Amen. Amen. Praise God. So faith is the key currency of the kingdom of God. Saints, we're living in a time where there are many uncertainties. But we know what's for sure. And one thing is for sure is the word of God. And so the portrait of faith is about encouraging believers to stand and have been done all to stand. This series is is centered around, I just want to encourage you to be able to stand on this word of God in spite of all. To stand on what the Bible says. Now, if you don't know what the Bible says, you're not going to be able to stand on it. If you don't know what the word of God says about a certain situation, then you're not able to stand on any promise of God. You're going to be out of turn. You're going to be trying to get things done on your own, in your own strength and in your own power. Amen. Because you don't know what the Bible says. Once you know what the Bible says, you can use the Bible. Amen. Because Bible, God said, I'm not a man that I will lie. He said, I'm not the son of man. Why well, I need to repent? So he said, if I've not spoken, I'll bring it to pass. When I say something, I do it. I mean what I say. And so I, we serve a God of integrity. Hallelujah. His integrity is good, saints. His integrity is good. Up, up to now, a lot of things he's spoken in his Bible has come to pass. So his word is good. We can take it to the bank. We can trust him in his word. And when I look at Jesus, who walked the earth in all authority, he walked in God's full authority. But yet he submitted himself. He had it all. He had everything. All authority and power has been given to him, yet he submitted it all to the Father. He surrendered his authority, his kingship, his lordship. He submitted it all to the Father to trust the Father while he was in the earth. He had to depend on the Father while he was in the earth. And so I, when I look at how he handled himself, I see a portrait. I told you that on last week. I see a portrait. I see how, how Jesus handled sort of certain situations and how he got out of this situation, got out of that situation. It was his faith. It was his faith in the word of God that caused him to do the miraculous things that he did. It wasn't anything else. It wasn't that he was the son of God. It was his faith that he utilized in the earth. And you and I, we have that same faith. We have that same faith. The way he trusted his father is mind-boggling. Leaving a kingship, leaving a lordship, leaving a place of, 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 of security to come down here. And to come to this place of evil and to die for all the sins of mankind and, and to see the very people he was dying at, dying for, just, just hating on him and spitting at him and, 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 you know what I'm saying, trying to provoke him. And yet he was, they didn't know that he was getting ready to die for them. And he said some things on the cross, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Such a powerful statement. While you're being persecuted, forgiving the person that persecuted you. That's, that's a portrait. That's, this is how Jesus handled people in the earth. Again, what does your portrait look like? How do you handle these situations? It's easy to love those who love you. 
It takes faith to love those who don't like you and who hate you and who persecute you and who devise all type of evil against you. But the Bible still tells us to love them too, to pray for them. Why? Because the same way Jesus said they didn't know what they was doing, they don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they are doing. You know, and Jesus, I just want to, this was great. Jesus didn't die because he loved you so much. He died because he loved the Father so much. Yeah, we know Jesus loves us, this I know. We know he loves us, but he didn't die because he loved us. He died in obedience to the Father. He loved the Father so much. It was the Father that gave the Son. Because he loved the whole world that he gave his Son. His Son just obeyed. Wow. Me? Oh, okay. Want me to? And that's why when Isaiah, when Abraham was getting ready to kill Isaiah, God was like, wow. It's just confirmation that another man was going to lay his son's life down. And that's why God stopped him. He already knew what he was going to do with Jesus, but when he saw Abraham, he proved his love for the father. What is your portrait of faith? look like. If you're going to be confident and secure in your walk with God, it's going to be relative to your faith. It's going to be relative to your faith. It's going to be relative to your trust. You must spend quality time meditating on the word of God to secure your walk with God, to make your walk with God stable. It's going to, it's going to require meditating on the word of God. If you're fickle, in your walk with God is, is because of a lack of meditation. It's because of a lack of spending quality time in the word. Now, <laughs> based, on your, based on your action, you can always see where you're spending your quality time. You know how we know all the latest commercials? He just sang the commercial. Why? Because we done seen them 20 times. <laughs> what would happen if you see the scripture 20 times? You'll be able to repeat that too. What if you heard the word like that? You'll be able to repeat the word too. Just like we sing songs, if you hear the word like that, you'll be able to bring the word out just like you bring songs out. You should know more songs than you know scripture. Hey, Pastor, you like, Pastor, you like over the top. Yeah, I'm over the top. But I promise you, I'm going to trust the Lord till I close my eyes. Listen, not just because of me, something's keeping me. And if it's not keeping you, you can't be kept. Nothing's going to keep you like the word of God. And if you don't have it on the inside of you, you are, you are an accident waiting to happen. Oh, it just takes the right person. And the devil going to make sure that person comes along. Eventually. 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 So get it on the inside of you so when they show up, whenever... You're ready. Jesus said before he left, look, the devil, when he came for me, he found nothing in me. What are he finding in us when he coming for us? Because he's going to come for each of us. And what is he going to find? He's going to be able to pull you out of the presence of God. He's going to be able to pull you right out of your prayer life. 
Some of us could just leave prayer, just finish fasting and praying and, and in the presence of God. In time, you step out the presence. Here come the devil. God said, Dad, you just spent an hour with me. You just finished worshiping and praising me. Just finished. But the adversary is waiting. The Bible says sin will find you out. It's crouching at the door. It's, it's, it's waiting. So while it's preparing for us, we must prepare as well. We must prepare. Remember I told you last week that God has given each of us the measure of faith, the measure of faith. Everything we need, he gave it to us. The problem is not whether we have it or not, it's whether we're using it or not. You have it in a lot of cases, you're just not using it. You're choosing to do something else instead of using your faith that God gave you. Listen, nobody has more faith than you. God didn't give nobody more faith than he gave anybody else. Each of us starts at the same place. That's why people say well, you know, the difference between a millionaire and somebody that don't have, a, a, don't have anything is what's between their head. You understand? It's what they're doing in their mind. It's how they think. It's how they see things. We have the same amount of time in a day, the same amount of hours, but what someone else does with it and what we do with it will cause us to be in different places in our life. People typically put their faith in many things, such as they put their faith in their favorite football team. I didn't. I hope we would have won, but we didn't. Praise God. And I, put, I didn't put my faith in it, amen, because I know it's football. And guess what? They made the best man win. Now, we hope our team wins, but, you know, but some of us put our faith in our team. We put our faith in our cars. Listen, you go to your car every time. You, you don't even think about it. You just start it up. You, just, you have expectation that when you get in that car, it's going to start every time. You're not even thinking about it. You roll out the bed. You know a floor right there. You don't think and try to figure out whether, let me just test it and see if a floor is down here before I step. No, you roll right out the bed expecting a floor to be there. You could have fell like 20 feet. You sit in these chairs when you came in here. Nobody inspected it. Nobody turned it upside down to make sure, it, you know, it could hold the weight capacity or whatever. Nobody inspected it. You just sat on down, and you believe that it will fulfill its purpose. So we already operate in faith in a lot of cases, but when it comes time to utilize our faith relative to the Word of God and, and for God to move in our life, we act like we don't have it. We trust a man who said he's going to pay us, amen, in a couple weeks, but we're going to work a week in the hole. You mean to tell me I'm going to work a week for you? You're not going to give me anything. I'm going to punch in, punch out. I'm going to use gas, my own lunch money. I'm going to do all of that in hopes that this person kept their word. I'm hoping they kept their word. But the Bible, the man of the Bible, the God of the Bible keeps his word all the time, but we won't trust the word of God. A lot of cases we trust the world more than we trust the word. So it's important for Christians to put our trust in God. Listen, faith is having a complete trust and confidence that all things are possible through Christ. Again, faith is having a complete trust and confidence that all, capital A-L-L, -L, all things are possible through Christ. Through Christ. 
Psalms, Psalms 112, Psalms 112, uh, verses 6 through 8. This is the Passion Translation. It says, their circumstances will never shake them. Man, somebody hear this this morning. Their circumstances will never shake them, and others will never forget their example. <laughs> Glory to God. Their circumstances will never, never shake them. Isaiah 50, you look, in Isaiah, I believe, chapter 50, he said, um, Isaiah said, my face is going to be set like a flint. I will not be shaken. I will not be moved. Don't you dare shrink back. Don't you dare pull back. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't you dare, amen, move out of the way. It doesn't matter how hard it gets. Stay the course. Say stay the course. Doesn't matter how hard it gets. Doesn't matter how much the devil throws at you. You stay the course. Doesn't matter what battle you up against today or tomorrow. You stay the course. You're going to utilize your faith, amen. You're going to stay focused on the Lord. You're going to utilize your faith to get you through any situation. Period. David, yeah, the Lord is your helper. You will not be disgraced. David said it in Psalms. I was young and now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. That same David said, many are the afflictions of the righteous. But God, I think it's Psalm 37, 25, Psalm 34, 19. Amen. Many of the afflictions are the righteous, but it's the Lord that would deliver them out of them. So it doesn't matter if I'm even being afflicted. I need to stay the course. I need to make sure, amen, that my eyes is on the Savior, amen, because he's going to bring me through this. It doesn't matter how tough it gets. It doesn't matter how hard it gets. Man, you've already won. Why are you moving? Why are you moving when you've already got the victory? You done let the devil trick you to make you think you was going to fail, that you was going to fall, that you weren't going to make it, and you begin to move back, and you already got the victory. All you got to do is keep your feet firm. We don't back down. What does your portrait look like? Man, let's read the rest of this. It says, again, verse 6, their circumstances will never shake them. Circumstance will never shake you. I don't care what you're going through. It'll never shake you. And others will never forget your example, and people are going to see it. And they're going to follow you, and they're going to hold on to, your, to the faith that you held on to. They would not live in fear or dread of what may come, for their hearts are firm, ever secure in their faith. You are secure, believer. You're not moved by what you see. You got to stand on the word of God. You got to hold on to these promises. This is the year of promise. You hold on to the promise of God. You're going to be secure in your faith. Faith is having an unwavering determination. I'm going to get through this. I don't care how hard it gets. I don't care what it looks like. You're not going to back me down. Psalms 112, 6 through 8, their circumstance would never shake them, and others would never forget their example. 
They will not live in fear or dread of what may come for their hearts are firm, ever secure in their faith. This man was ready to leave and go to Florida because of what he didn't think the Lord would do. But God showed up anyway. God showed up anyway. Come on. Everything you need is in the church. Stop running away. Being so private. And the people you're talking to obviously can't help you. So you're probably talking to the wrong folk. Because if they can help you, you'd be in church. Yeah, I don't just need a listening ear, man. I need you to get me out of my funk. I need you to get me out of my, my pity party. I need you to get me out of this spot into where I'm supposed to be back in the race. You're talking to the wrong people. They can't get you back in the race. You better find somebody else to talk to. You wasting time, baby. I understand. Yeah, no, I don't understand. I don't understand when you get out of the race. I don't understand when you back up from the things of God. No, I don't understand. You see, I was homeless, struck out on crack. I was, I didn't, I won't go nowhere. I didn't know who I was. I was grateful. And through it all, we ain't back down with three kids. Sometimes, look, not knowing what's going to happen next, not knowing what we're going to go through, going through bankruptcies, going through um, repossessions and everything. Guess what? We kept coming to church. We stayed in church. We stayed in prayer. Weak Christians in the earth today. Weak Christians who don't really know the Lord. You need to get your prayer life straight and get your relationship straight so you can stand. And having done all to stand, too many believers falling by the wayside. You think you're somewhere you're not prophesying last week, falling in this week. What is going on in the kingdom? What is going on in the kingdom? Got a word for everybody except yourself. You got to live by the word that you preach. Don't you dare tell another person to do anything that you're not walking in. Because you're going to draw attack to yourself. And when the devil comes, you can't handle it. So keep your mouth closed until you can walk in what you're preaching. Because the devil going to knock your head off. Listen, with no power, he's going to knock your head off. Under your feet, defeated, going to knock your head off. Why? Because you're not applying the word. You got to live by this. You got to live by this, baby. You got to live by this. This is a lifestyle. It's not picking it up every now and then when I feel like it, picking it up and putting it down, picking it up and putting it down. It's a lifestyle. You got to live by faith. You got to settle some things that this is my life. I'm not just doing some good. Every now and then, this is what I live by. For God I live. For God I die. It's settled. And if it's not settled, the adversary, he's coming. He'll try to pull you off of your spot. You got to settle some things. You got to settle it, saints. You got to settle it. You, 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 this is a season that you got to be strong in. 
Man, look at this next. <laughs> look at verse 8. It says, steady and strong, they will not be afraid, but will calmly face their every foe until they all go down in defeat. Not moved by opposition. I'm not moved because the devil done said something crazy. I'm not moved because, man, what? Calmly. Calm. Calm. Calmly. We're going to stay steady. We're going to not be afraid. We're going to face every foe until they all go down. No, we're not pedicating with this thing. We're not playing with our adversaries. Anything that will try to take you out of the will of God is an adversary. Anybody that try to take you out of the will of God is an adversary. And we're going to calmly defeat you. We're going to do it calmly. We're going to do it with grace. Yeah, because we got the word. We got the word. No, we're not tolerating that, saints. Come on, let's get into my, this is my foundation scripture for this text. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 11. This is what we've been trying to get to all for the last couple of weeks. Hey, Amen. We're finally here. You know, Hebrews chapter 11 is considered the faith chapter. And when you read the Bible, the New Testament, Old Testament as well, the scripture is full of faith. On so many different occasions, faith is everywhere. Everywhere. All throughout the scripture. All throughout the scripture, faith is it's everywhere. And we have to see it and be able to see it so that we can embrace it for ourselves because what he's done for one in principle, he'll do for another. What he's done for one in principle, he'll do for one. So 11, for Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, this is the amplified version. It says, now faith is the assurance. I want to leave you real good today. I'll, you understand? I'm going to leave you real good today. We're going to be all right. Yo, I'm going to leave you real good today. Amen. Listen. To come back. I don't know where you might be next week, but, but you're going to want to come back to here part three. Amen. You understand? Amen. I got to get back in that place. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I got to get back in there. That's all I know. Listen, don't miss none of these messages. I'll tell you right now. Praise God. It says, now faith is the assurance, the title deed, confirmation of things hoped for, divinely guaranteed, divinely guaranteed. Woo, Jesus. Yeah, this, yeah he is the guarantee. He is the guarantor. He is the one that guarantees his word and the evidence of things not seen, the conviction of their reality. Faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. Faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the five senses. You heard me say this before. Faith stands in the place of the thing you believe in God for until it shows up. Faith stands in the place of the thing you're believing God for until it shows up. Listen, if, if, if your faith is going to stand there, you have to have it. It cannot stand in the place or it, can, it cannot stand there at a place until you believe in God if it's not there. If you don't have faith in the thing you're believing for, then it's not standing there. Nothing is there. But faith will stand in the play, in place of the thing you believe in God for until it shows up. If I was believing God to purchase a CD, amen, because I need to get that CD, and it's $5, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, I don't got $5, so guess what? I'm going to purchase this CD by faith. Lord, I just thank you for supplying the $5 that I need to purchase that CD. So even though I don't have the CD, my faith stands in the place 
of the CD. And when the $5 shows up, boom, then I go get the CD. So my faith stands in a place until the thing I'm believing God for shows up. So when you believe in God for something, you use your faith. Faith is being transferred into the atmosphere. And, and listen, faith is like the faith is is like uh, faith is concretized. Faith is faith is the, the product. Faith is the end result. Faith is a servant. Man, boy, we got to use faith. God gave us faith to use. And we got so many tools in the kingdom. Oh, man, I just want to stop. I will pull back off of that a little bit because I was ready. I was wanting to go somewhere. I ain't ready to go there right now. Okay. <sighs> Thank you, Lord. Woo, Jesus. God wants to push us past the natural realm into the supernatural realm by leaning and depending on his word. Faith allows us to, inf- to influence heaven for earth's, no, influence earth for heaven's agenda. Jesus said it in Matthew, in, uh, in Matthew uh, chapter 6, uh, verse 10, he says, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth, listen, as it is in heaven. So our faith influences earth with heaven's agenda. Heaven has an agenda, amen, and our faith it was, it was, it was, is what brings heaven down to earth. We wouldn't even be believing in God if we didn't have faith. We wouldn't be trusting a God. We wouldn't even be sitting here today if we didn't have faith. If we didn't, if we didn't believe in this God that we cannot see. Because if it was true, if it was, I knew this wasn't true, I would not be here. It's a waste of time. We're going to die. We're going to cease to exist. Whatever everybody else say, this is a waste of time. If it's not real, we're wasting our time. We might well go sin and have a good time. Yeah. Yeah. It won't real. Yeah, but it's real. It's real, saints. It's very real. So, so just as earth is a place, heaven is a place. And we are called to make impact in this earth by using our faith. Wow. Come on, let's look at uh, verse 2. Verse 2. Oh, good. Time is good. Good. For Hebrews 11, verse 2. Verse 2 says this. It says, for by it the elders obtained a good report. By it. What is it? By faith. By faith. So what is the it? It was by their faith that they obtained a good report. So faith is a trusting reliance to follow God with confidence even when they didn't know what was up ahead. Man, look at Moses in the Bible. Moses knows what's happening. Moses, he is actually talking to a burning bush. God calling him into an assignment. You know, they, he's running away from his assignment. God called him at, at such a time to get back on his assignment. Because he is responsible for delivering the children of Israel, amen, so that we can get to Abraham, who's going to bring the patriarchs forth. Amen. Told Abraham in Genesis 12, get away from your country, get away from your kinfolk, get away from them people, get out of that country. <laughs> yeah, he said, get away from his family and go to a land that he will show them. That's what he's saying. You got to get away from some top toxic situations sometimes, amen, so that you can be able to be and do what God has called you to do and be. Did you hear me? Some situations you can't handle. They're just, they're just causing you to be uh, heavy on toxic. And you got to get away from those things, amen, so that you can grow and develop. Abraham's family were idol worshipers. 
They were idol worshippers. They worshipped idols. They worshipped false gods and other gods. And God was like, if I'm going to rescue this next generation, if he's going to be the father of many nations, i got to pull him away from his family. God would never do that unless he has an assignment for you. Unless he has an assignment for you. And if your family is all jacked up like that, he said, I'm going to get him away from the family so I, can, so I can get him straight. Guess what? So he can go back and get his family. Just separating you, just to separate you, no, so you can, so you can rescue them. So you can rescue your family. God said, listen, I'm getting you away from them. I'm not having this. Sometimes God has to separate you from certain people to gain your full attention in order for his will, perfect will, to be manifested in your life. So again, for by it, the elders obtained a good Report. They obtained a good report because they held on to the promises. They trusted God. Those patriots of old, they trusted the promises of God in their heart. They held on to these promises. Remember, there was, you read this faith chapter, some of them was cut in half. The Bible says, sawed asunder. Quenched the, 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 the mouths of lions. Stepped in lion dens. Dare to bow even when a fiery furnace is in front of you is your end result. It ain't the stuff, it ain't the stuff we dealing with. Listen, we, we're the believers, we're the end time church that's supposed to usher everybody in. We got this great cloud of witnesses, Daniel and them, I mean, I bet Daniel and them probably shaking their head like, Dad, God, you, 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 you should let us go last. You should let them jokers just, you know what I'm saying, deal with these lines and stuff. Right. Hey, this is what ate them up. You should let us finish this thing. We'll finish strong. Look, we ain't even had Jesus or the Holy Ghost. But we trusted God so much that everybody else that bowed down and three young boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, we're not bowing. We're going to throw you in this furnace. We're not bowing. They were in leadership. They were, they, was, they, was in, they were leaders in the providence, in their providence. Their providence. They were leaders. They were Daniel friends. They were, they were, they were type of leaders. They were in authority. They were like supervisors over different areas. And the king tried to trick them, say, listen, come in here. Let me, let me, let them, let them, come on. Let, let's sound the alarm one more time. Maybe the boys didn't hear. <laughs> I'm going to give you another chance. They're going to sound it one more time. Guys, go ahead and bow, man. Let's get this over with. Go back out to work. No, maybe you didn't hear us, king. We're not bowing today. We're not bowing ever. And look, even if God don't deliver us from this fire furnace, we still not bowing from it. God, even if you don't deliver me from my affliction, my addiction, whatever I'm going through in this earth, even today, even if you don't deliver me, I'm never going to bow down to what the world and this culture is saying. That's the mindset you got to have. I don't care what they're talking about. I'm not going to bow. Because when I go to heaven, he's going to say, well done. Well done. Boy, boy, you, boy, you did your thing. Like, you did. Yeah, I sure did, Dad. I showed. No, no, no. They won't go make me bow. I won't go bow down. I'm going to stand for you. I'm going to stand for you. I'm going to support you, Father, in everything. We bow in saints to things that we should be destroying and eradicating. We are not the world. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Lord. 
let it let it go. Okay, now I will. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for saving me this time. All right. Okay, Hebrews chapter eleven. Look, look, verse three, y'all. Verse three. Verse three says this. Says through faith, through faith, through what? We understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Let me read in the New Living Translation. It says, um, it says, by faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. God is the architect, saints. God is the master builder. God is the one that's operating in the unseen, causing things to manifest in the seen arena. He alone holds the blueprint for all life on earth. Not Darwinism, not evolutionists, amen, but God. God is the master designer. Glory to God. He is the designer. Everything we see right now was first started in the spirit realm or in the unseen arena. And then it came into the scene. Nothing just appeared. Can something just appear now? So then how did... <laughs> okay. It just, it just didn't appear. Somebody could see. We can't say that chair just appeared. We can't say this disappeared. This just appeared. Somebody created it. The world, the heavens, the earth, the sun, the moon, the stars, everything that you see was made by something you can't see. Our creator God, Elohim, he made it. He made it. Amen? So again, by faith, we understand the entire universe. That's why I love this. I love this. This is how faith operates. And God's showing us right here, this is the blueprint for faith. We understand the entire universe was formed at, at God's command that what we see now did not come from anything that can be seen. What God created was not made by something that already existed. He didn't use something else to create this. No, he created us and everything we see from nothing. That's powerful. I, I see what you can do when you get the raw materials together. Let me see you create something with no raw materials. You are powerful. <laughs> you are powerful. He started with nothing. <laughs> Light be. And it was. <laughs> Come on, y'all. Yeah, yeah. There were no previous pattern when, the, when he formed the world. He used faith to bring things out of the unseen. It, he, he saw it in his mind already. Just like you see things in your mind. Each of us are builders in our own right. Each of us are creators. Each of us are architects. Each of us are designers and dreamers. Things on the inside of you already. Things that you want to bring forth. Listen, it takes a creator to bring it forth. And it requires your faith. You're not going to get it done without faith. It's not going to happen without faith. So what are you seeing in the unseen that you like to see in the scene? What are the things you believe in God for? What are the things you're seeing? Listen, it's not manifested right now, but you see it. How come you see it when it's not manifested? You see it in the unseen. So how do I get it out the unseen into the seen? Your faith. You got to do what he did. He framed the whole world 
by what he said. It was by his command. Are you commanding anything? Are you commanding your dreams to come forth? Dreams come forth. Vision come forth. Building come forth. Glory to God. Ooh, Jesus. Your faith is the most powerful weapon in this temporal existence. Your faith is the most powerful weapon in this temporal existence. That's why God is not pleased when we don't operate in it. Come on, we're still in Hebrews. Let's just go down to verse 6. It's a message translation. It said it is impossible to please God apart from faith. It says, and why? Because anyone who wants to approach God must believe both, both, that he exists. You can't get past the fact that in believing in the sovereignty of our God. Many people want him and love him as a sugar daddy, a, a Santa Claus, a tooth fairy, or whatever you see him as, you know what I'm saying, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, that he could pull rabbits out of hats and all that, a magician, a che- you know, just, you know, a blesser. We can see that part, but do you, do you believe in him? It says both that he exists and that he cares enough to respond to those who seek him. So in order to trust God, we must fully believe that he is God. That he is God. No doubt. We must fully believe that he is God. Praise God. Only believers can please God. Only believers can please God. Only believers can please God. Why? Because the Bible is written for us. The heavens rejoice when one sinner comes to the Lord. One sinner comes to Christ, heaven is going crazy. You understand? They're rejoicing and all that, but God is pleased when his believers, them same believers, live by faith. When you begin to live by faith, it pleases God. Many times, once we're in the kingdom for a while, we, we, you know, we get accustomed to God, and you know, we could even take God for granted. Sometimes we begin to trust and live by our own knowledge and you know, because God starts to do things in our life. He begins to bless us. He begins to increase us. You know, we get to a place where we're like, we, we're good now, God. Like, like we got it. But, for, but we didn't have it. We didn't have it when we was over here. But then as we we're going along and God starts doing things in our life and we begin to, you know, begin to uh, advance and, and begin to prosper and things and God and God is just moving and things is happening. And then now it's like, we got it. So we, so, we, so we push God away. We push God. I wonder where that music was coming from. I was like, where's the music coming from? I, I'm good. Thank God. I'm like, yeah, somebody had a phone on or something. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. I got you. <laughs> I'm, yeah, praise God. I'm almost done. Amen. That is so good. Our skills, our education will cause us to, out, to live and think we're smarter than God. Saints, trust your faith. Don't ever get to a place, not even, I don't care how much money you make, you still got to live by faith. You still have to live by faith. You still have to live by faith. Right, let me read, I, this is, I, I just have one more scripture after Hebrews 11 and 6. Just one more scripture and then we're done. Praise God. Yeah. So, so, so God is pleased 
not through our good deeds or our legalism to get his approval. He is pleased when we believe his promises, trust his word, and we live by faith. Listen to what the Amplified says in that same verse. Then I'm read the Passion, and then I'm read James, and we're done. It says, but without faith, it is impossible to walk with God and please him. For whoever comes near to God must necessarily, did I read that already? No, okay, I got you. Oh, must necessarily believe that God exists and that he rewards those who earnestly and diligently seek him. I ain't even going to talk about seeking him part this week. We, diligently, we must diligently seek him, saints. He provides sufficient grace to help us in our time of need and our time of trouble when we are diligent about seeking. The Passion Translation says this, and without faith living within us, it would be impossible to please God, for we come to God in faith knowing that he is real and that he rewards the faith of those who give all their passion and strength into seeking him. God levels the playing field. I truly believe that, saying, I don't care what your background is. I don't care what your educational level is. It, that, none of that's God. You, faith levels the playing field. If you really, really, really are serious about your walk with God, you, listen, I, I promise you, you get your faith intact and you trust God, he'll take you places that you've never been. Your education can't get you. Your money can't take you there. I'm telling you, faith will get you there. Faith is the currency of the kingdom. Faith is the currency of the kingdom. And that's why even in the midst of the pandemic, Amen. We're still here. We're still serving. We're still giving. We're still doing things, you know, because this is our portrait. What does your portrait look like? What does your faith look like? Don't allow issues and circumstances around you to stop you and drain your faith. That stuff comes to drain your faith. There's so much you can talk about with faith, man. James chapter, chapter 2, I didn't talk about speak, speak faith. I mean, you know, faith comes by hearing, but it's released by what you say. Or what you do, or and or what you do. James two. I'm just gonna read this, and we're gonna we're gonna close. James chapter two, verses fourteen through twenty. And then we read verse twenty six. It says, and this is the passion, my dear brothers and sisters. What good is it if someone claims to have faith but demonstrates no good works to prove it? How could this kind of faith save anyone? For example, and this is just an example that they're using that uh, that James is using. James, he is the uh, the step brother of Jesus, half brother of Jesus. How you want to look at it? He's Jesus' brother. Uh, for example, if a brother or sister in the faith is poorly clothed and hungry and you leave them saying, goodbye, I hope you stay warm and have plenty to eat, but you don't provide them with a coat or even a cup of soup, what good is your faith? So then faith doesn't, so, so then faith doesn't involve action. Faith then, so then faith that doesn't involve action is phony. Come on, passion, why you had to say phony? Hey, man, I mean... Verse 18, but someone might object and say one person has faith and another person has works. Go ahead then and prove to me that, you're, that you have faith without works and I will show you faith by my works as proof that I believe. So my actions and your actions will always show you what you really believe. Wow. Mm. What you believe will show up in your actions. Yep. Verse 19, you can believe all you want that there is one true God. That's wonderful. But even the demons know this and tremble with fear before him, yet they're unchanged. Even the demons believe. So just believing that there is a God. The demons believe. And the Bible said, but they are terrified. They tremble because they know any of us trembling? Maybe some of us need to tremble sometimes. Because the demons trembling because they know he's real. I tremble too. Believe me. 
I I know you're real. Yeah, I know you're real. Yeah. Uh, The demons believe and they and they tremble. Yet. And fear they tremble with fear before him, yet they're unchanged. They remain demons. Verse 20. Oh, feeble sons of Adam. Do you need further evidence that faith divorced from good works is phony? For just as a human body without the spirit is a dead corpse, so faith without the expression of good works is dead. In other words, our faith is demonstrated by the things that we do. So if you're in faith, this is how people know whether you're in faith or not. By number, They can hear what you're saying and watching what you're doing. So you say you believe in God for something, you're going totally opposite from that then. What your actions is telling me, you don't believe, you, no, you're not believing God for, no, 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 you're not. Why? Because you're going this direction. Your faith is going to show you exactly where you are. Did that, did that help you this morning? Come on, get the Lord a hand clap of praise. I'm stopping right there. I'm going to stop right there. Praise God. <laughs> Get a Lord a hand, praise. Thank you. If the Holy Spirit has convicted or inspired you to join or reach out to us through today's message, then email us at kingdomlifechurchva at gmail.com. If you would like to give towards this ministry or find out more, check out our website, which is kingdomlifeva.com, and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Kingdom Life VA. Thank you for listening, and be sure to subscribe so you can hear more messages like this.